Hallelujah. 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 Clap your hands wherever you are at home. Just give the Lord a beautiful, create an atmosphere for him. And uh, this morning, it's a beautiful Sunday morning. And uh, I am very excited that you and I are in God's presence. And I am excited that you and I are going to enjoy that presence. And this morning, we want to pray. And I want to read from John chapter 14. And I just want us to pray about our love. Our love for God. Because it, 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 it has many, many implications and many consequences than you may even think of or believe. Jesus, in verse 23, John 14, 23. Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my commandment. He will keep my words. And my father will love him. And we will come unto him and make our abode with him. Hallelujah. We will come to him and make our abode with him. One of the powerful effects of loving God is that that love helps us to value and keep the commandments of God. When you find yourself having any difficulty keeping God's commandments, obeying God's commandments, living up to the standards of God's commandments, it's a sign that your love for God is going down. And it's very important that we pray about our love for God. Yeah, you, you, as a Christian, you should be able to pray about anything. 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 And this morning, I believe that God is going to help you and I to come to that place. That beautiful place of loving him. Just lift your hands wherever you are. Mashata Bayanda La Baba Rekasinini Mazonda Yababa We are praying about our love for God. We are praying about our love for God. Your love for God is a prayer topic. Your love for God is a prayer topic. Shababayandala Eziman Dolaba Lambrazi Katalaba Lema Zama Yanda La Baba Baba Ba Lama Zima Yanda Yababosha Katalababa Lamama Lababa Baba Yandala Baba Lemama Mama Yandalaba Love 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 We are praying about our love not your love for your beloved, not your love for your husband, not your love for your wife, but your love for God. Lababa, Yima, Yamama, Yandalababa, 
Le Mazimama, Yamama, Yadala Baba, loving God, loving God, loving God, loving God, loving God. It's a subject, loving God. Masabo Shamayan Dalaba, Labran Dalababa, Lazan Dalababa, Lababa, Yamama, Le Kabayan Dalababa, Zimayanda, Yandalaba, Lama Zimama, Imama, Ma, Mayan Dalababa, Le Mazin Delebosa, Mayanda, Yandalaba, Labosha Catalababa, Yandalababa, La Baba Yandalaba Yamama La Baba Yandalaba Yandalaba Yamama La Baba Baba Ma Ma Yande Yazitalaba Loving God lift your hands lift your hands and pray that you will love God Lift your hands and pray that you will love God Le Mama Me 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 be Mama Mama Lebe Mayandalabazata in the name of Jesus. We, we are still praying. We are still praying about our love for God. And uh, I want you to turn your Bibles to John 21. And I'm reading verse number 15. Then we we'll go back to our original scripture. So when they had dined, when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my lamps. You know, the, the, there is something very powerful in this verse I would like you and I to note. And that is, Jesus Christ compares, he looks at our love, and he does not just size our love up in absolute terms. He always relates our love for him with our love for other things. So he asked Simon, there's no argument that you love me. You must love me to be around me. You must love me to be where we are. You must, this is John 21. You must love me to have gone through all the things. You have betrayed me. You have come back and all those things. It's great. But compared to the love you have for your beloved, is it more? Is your love for me more than the love for your beloved? Is the love you have for me more than the love you have for your, for your job? Is the love you have for me more than the love you have for money? Is the love you have for me more than the love you have for your wife? God always looks at what we are dishing out to him and he compares it to what we have already dished out. Yes. If you are bringing God's work thousand dollars meanwhile you are giving fifty thousand dollars to npp primaries lovest thou me more than this so so we we don't have the 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 privilege of seeing other dimensions of your behavior 
will be very excited that, wow, look at what this brother has brought to God. Look at what this sister is doing for the Lord. Wow, this, this is awesome. But when God looks at it and he remembers that you were, you were giving ten times the time you have given him to some useless series. You are giving t- three times more the energy you have given him to a certain girl. Then God says, no way, no, no, no. You are not, by the way, you are not allowed to love God more than anything. In fact, I personally wonder where we even get the love we have for other things. We are supposed to love the Lord our God all our all. So <laughs> that's another subject for, for, for um, discussion. But we are going to pray. Yes, against competing loves. Competing love. Things that come into our lives to compete with our love for God. Till they challenge God's love. Until God's love is subdued. Our love for God is subdued. And our love for something else comes up. It comes all the time. All the time. All the time. Demas also was like that. You know, competing love. Love for the world. Love for God. Love for the world. Love for God. Eventually, the love for the world took over. And the rest is in the Bible. You want to lift up your two hands and you want to pray right now. You want to say, Lord, today, 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 I elevate my love for you above my love for any other thing. Lovest thou me more than these. More than these. Begin to pray. Maybe there's something competing with your love for God. There's something disturbing your love for God. There's something that is, that is not allowing you to love God the way you ought to love Him. Pray about it right now. Mazandele Mosha. Randalaba. Imaziton Delema. Yandalaba. Razimandalaba. Yandalaba. Imazaba. Yandalaba. Balaba. Balaba. Emilian Dalabazimayanda Re Kabazanda Love, 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 love Shaban Dalaba Shaban Dalaba Le Mazimayanda Le Dabazwa Lamagi Tole Baba 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 Ye Kabala Baba Ma 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 Ah Magababa That nothing will enjoy more love from our hearts than the love we have for God. No man, no woman, no situation, no object, nothing will be able to compete with our love for God. Lovest thou me more than this? This morning, God is sizing your love. God is looking at your love. Love, love, love. Just lift your hands and tell God, I'm going to love you with all my heart. Oh, yes, yes. Lord, I'm going to love you with all my heart, with all my strength, with all my soul, with everything in me. Masatala Bayanda, Rada Babaza, we bless your name. 
we bless your name we bless your name we thank you jesus we bless your name father we thank you father we bless you what a beautiful morning what a beautiful atmosphere Just 
I'm sure you know what time it is. Oh, I said, I'm sure you know what time it is. What time is it? Oh, I can't hear you. What time is it? Put your hands together for the Lord. In Acts chapter 20 and verse 21, Paul was speaking to the church in Asia. You know, he had gone through many things and he came to a point and he was saying, he said, testifying both to the Jews and to the Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, one of the blessings of testimonies is that testimonies can also minister a spirit of repentance. That means that it ministers something that causes you to turn around from a way that was not so good to a better way. And I see things also turning around for you this morning. If you believe it, I need you to shout a loud amen this morning. So the testimony says, good morning church. I'm a young lady from the Ghana flag region. She chooses not to disclose her name. Said, a fight broke out at work recently and it set me thinking. This is the reason why I'm sharing this testimony. She said, one Sunday morning, my lady pastor saw me sitting outside my uncle's house with my earpiece and walked past me, walked back again. I almost asked her, what she was looking at because i didn't like the way she was looking at me i wasn't listening to music that morning i was thinking about an offer from one rich alaji say hey listen said so that morning wondering whether to accept it or not because my the family pressure was becoming too much for me sometimes i would cry even if there's nothing wrong with me she said the man asked me to be his lover that afternoon and gave me his number to call him when i'm done thinking about his offer oh i don't know why you're not surprised at the things that you're hearing some of you have received such offers but i see you turning around from such offers in the name of jesus she said i must confess it was very very tempting i wanted to call him but i didn't have credit so i was waiting for him to call me he eventually called and asked me to meet him at a hotel at pantine junction at 5 p.m that very sunday i met my lady pastor i see an encounter that is shifting you from an evil if you believe it shout amen she said she preached to me and invited me to church but i remember giving so many excuses not to follow knowing i had an appointment that afternoon with this allergy but she didn't give up on me and eventually i came to church with her may you also find your way in church i actually stayed in church for a while that day and noticed that I had forgotten about this man completely. May the presence of the Lord minister something better for you. I said something better for you. I said something better for you. Receive it now. I actually stayed in church for a while. And I realized that I ignored him for the first time. 
That fight I mentioned at work involved two girls fighting over a man, with one calling the other a prostitute. If I had not followed on to church and met that rich Alaji, I don't know what my life would have been like in Christ today. What if I hadn't listened and joined a Basanta? What if I had not come close to my pastor? What if such a thing was just for that Sunday? Maybe it, would, it wouldn't only be the allergy. I would have taken advantage of my situation to extort money from married men. Bishop always preaches about it and it is very real. You know, sometimes you hear things in the messages. Bishop has always been given the example that some of you ladies in church, you have rich men on the side. You are, ch you are chasing after ma married women's husbands. And it sounds very funny. But this testimony is proof enough to show you that there's no story to it. It is actually very real. And whatever is drawing you and dragging you towards an end that you are not supposed to be, I see the hand of the Lord pulling you back in the name of Jesus. May you also turn around. May you also repent. So she concludes by saying, God bless my pastor. God bless Bishop. God bless this fantastic church. By the grace of God, my Sunday's are spent in the house of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Can you give the Lord a shout of praise? I don't know why some of you are not clapping, but you know that you fall in a category. But I need you to give a praise shout and allow the angel of the Lord to pull you out. Celebrate God with me this morning for such a powerful testimony. Hallelujah. Just help me welcome once again. Kimberly to bless us with a song. Clap your hands and let's receive her.
Clap your hands for Jesus. Keep clapping your hands. What a beautiful morning. We thank God for the power of technology, which has made it possible for me to come right to you where you are at home, in your living room, in your bedroom. I mean, there's a group watching. I, I believe that it's a, it's, it's a beautiful blessing. And uh, this morning, I want to thank God for his blessing and his mercy that he's shown towards us. Last week, I began to, um, I actually introduced the subject, the sweet influence of the anointing. The sweet influence of the anointing. And uh, I was so blessed myself. I believe that God has great, great things in store for us as we enjoy and receive such profound truths from God's word. And I want to thank Bishop Daguard Mills for this exciting adventure in this book. And uh, it's very important you know that there are influences around. That's a big one. There are influences around. There are real influences around. Everything you see has been influenced. Nothing just happens. So part of your thinking, part of your responsibility in life is to always ask yourself, where is the influence I need for what I'm doing? What is influencing what I'm doing? Am I just doing this? I mean, is this just, is, is, is that it? No. In Matthew 13, 33, I read it last week, Jesus spoke a parable. And he said, the kingdom of heaven is like unto living. Living which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till the whole was living. The kingdom of heaven is a kingdom of influences. When you see something which has become nice. Jesus said, it is because someone took an influence and put it in it. Somebody influenced it. In this case, the woman put the yeast in three measures of meal. And she hid the yeast in it till the entire meal was leavened. So you have a choice to always enjoy unleavened meal versus living meal. You have a choice. You have a choice to always do things and present dry, natural, dry, uninfluenced outcomes or you can also present to the world amazing exploits 
which are a result of the power of the influence of the Holy Spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, those who understand this always produce great things. I want to say to you that it must be of interest to you. It must be of great concern to you. Whether whatever you are doing is just natural and raw and dry. Or there is another power that is backing it. Everything you see in town. And, and, and that is why last week I took time to teach about the three natural influences that exist on earth. According to James 3. Sensual. Earthly. Devilish. Sensual. Earthly. Devilish. These are also influences. A lot of things you see around are influenced by sensuality. The senses and the feelings. But that is the lowest way to live your life. The lowest way to live your life is to live your life according to the demands of your feelings. Hey! To live your life according to the demands of your senses. Like Thomas said, I must see it. I must feel it. I must handle it before I believe. That's not true. That's not good. There is a lot in life you will have to believe without seeing. In fact, Jesus said, you have seen and you are believing. But that's not a blessing. He said, blessed are those who have not seen, but are using the higher laws to advance the cause of God in their lives. I pray for you that the decisions you will take in life will not be because of the senses of the eyes and the nose and the touch and the feel. Look, let me tell you, there are very nice things in life. Hey! <laughs> there are very nice things. Very nice places. Very nice views. Go to Italy, the Mediterranean. Very nice hillside views. You are, are you looking for a handsome man? There are people who are nice to look at. Ash. There are nice things in life. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to prime you. If you are a girl, remember that there are some men, when you meet them, they will clear you off your feet. There are nice girls in town, baby. There are nice girls. If you accidentally touch their skin, something can happen to your intestines. You won't know whether you, 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 you can forget your mother's name. Smooth skin. Nice smile. Lovely legs. Is that how you are going to make your choices in life? Based on legs? Based on a man's side bends? One girl. 
two, two, two ladies came to me, medical students. And they came to report a third medical student. This is about two years ago. I'll, I can't forget it. They said, this third medical student, they were all girls. I mean, they were, I mean, just humorously, you know, chatting. This girl says that the man of her dreams is a man with sideburns. I, 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 I froze. I said, I looked at the girl. I said, did you say that? I mean, that's the man of your dreams? A man with sideburns hair that has grown on the cheek. Abba! There's a problem with you. There's nothing wrong with liking sideburns. <laughs> but but it, if that is what is going to determine the man you will marry, then you are not going to go far in life because there are devils with sideburns. That's why I'm preaching this, that in your life, there must be a higher influence than your senses. The people when you meet is just earthly vision, earthly wisdom, no investment, no place, no space, no time for the hereafter. For heaven, no, you will hear them talk. They will speak with good English. They, will, they are intelligent people. Men of renown and men of great achievements. In their field of endeavor, they have made it. But when you sit with them, you will do one thing. You, will, you, you cannot help but notice is that this man is earthly. Watch out for such people. And watch out for yourself as well. Because that is a type of living. That lives a, a man's whole life. He becomes a great lawyer. A great doctor. A great statesman. A great rich man with houses and children everywhere. But there is nothing in his, in his logic beyond the earth. James calls it earthly. It's very natural. And that way of living makes you no different from the animals around you. Because the animals also don't have any, any, any hereafter aspirations. Today, I'm coming right to the influence of the Holy Spirit. The influence of the anointing. And that is the influence of the sweet influences of the Holy Spirit on your knowledge of God. On your knowledge of God. I believe that I'm speaking to Christians this morning. And I want you to know that the relationship that exists between you and God is directly the product of your knowledge of God. When you step out of your house, when you step out of your world, the differences you see in people, in their walk with God, differences in pastors, Differences in Christians, the differences you see around are essentially a result of the differences in the knowledge of God. Because 
You know God, you know about God through knowledge. All the things you do, the sacrifices you make or don't make, the time you have for God or don't have, your attitude towards his house, your attitude towards his work, everything boils down to the quality of your knowledge of God. Your knowledge of God. And that knowledge, you see, just like dough, just like dough, flour dough, it can exist without yeast. It can also exist with yeast. And the dough which has got yeast in it has a totally different outcome from the dough which does not have yeast in it. They are both made of the same dough, the same quality of flour, whether there's milk or sugar, whatever it is that has been used, is the same. But the difference is the yeast. Ladies and gentlemen, your knowledge of God, whatever it is you know of God, can also be described as knowledge without yeast. Or knowledge with yeast. You know God. You know God, but it has no living. That knowledge you have has not been influenced. That knowledge you have doesn't have a certain influence. And because of that, it makes you, with your knowledge, live a certain type of life. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit can actually influence your knowledge of God. You can go to the university, you can write WASI exams and pass chemistry, pass biology, you can study math in the university. If you are logical, if you are logical, you will pass maths. You know how to you know, think in a certain orderly manner how to remember dates and things and concepts and th- you pass your history exam so so you can actually have a lot of knowledge in chemistry and there's no influence of the holy spirit on it but you have a's and first class you've won awards in physics just by being logical and methodical and having a mind which remembers. So in the exam, when you ask that, what is the longest river in Africa? You don't say River Pra. <laughs> Your ability to remember facts will help you to get an A. But ladies and gentlemen, you cannot know God with logic. You can't know God with a, like, a, a, a sharp brain. 
the, the guy is a shark, but your sharkness ended in school. When it comes to you and God, there is another power called the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost, not not sharkness. Actually, the guy he was he was. Some of you may even think that I'm a pastor today because I was a doctor or I'm a doctor. Look, we don't bring those things here. There's another power that works here. And many people do not take their time. They are around. They are in the choir. They are dancing. They are ushering. They are chasing souls. They are building centers and so on. But what they don't know is that they are, they are knowledge of God must be living with the Holy Spirit. You cannot know anything about God unless He helps you. I said we don't use Wesley girls to do Christianity. We don't use Adesadel to do Christianity. Neither do we, do we use, do we use uh, uh, architecture or, 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 or we use medicine or law. Our knowledge of God is not based on intelligence. Kaduma zone Dalaba. Jesus Christ, one of these, uh, uh, one day met his disciples and he asked them a question. What do people say that I am? He says, some say, you are John the Baptist. Some say you are Elijah. Others say you are Moses. Some are even saying that you are one of those prophets. This morning I'm talking about what do you know about God? What do you know about God? And how much of that knowledge has come under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Then he finished everything. He, he sampled their opinions. And then when he finished, he said, okay, that's fine. But what do you say? Who do you say that I am? Yes, thank you for all the things people are saying. They are powerful. But you yourself, what do you say? And Peter raised his hand and said, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. And Jesus, if he was holding a microphone, I'm sure he would have dropped the microphone. What? what? Who told you this? And he added, flesh and blood. Intelligence cannot reveal this to you. Being a, being a professor in the university cannot lead to this. Never from today, never think that people who have been to the university know God more than people. Peter was a fisherman. Peter was a fisherman. At least we know that there was an accounts clerk in this group called Matthew. Who sat at the task collector's table? Somebody who did maths. But, 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 but doing or knowing accountancy cannot guarantee a certain revelation of God. A fisherman raised his hand and said, You are the anointed one. We have eaten with you. We have seen you sleep. We have seen you snore. We have heard you snore. We've traveled with you. We've seen you happy. We've seen you angry. But I just know that you are the Messiah. Kai! That was it. That was it. The value of Peter changed 
before Christ. Suddenly, Mazi Tolo Bayandada. Is it possible there's a certain promotion in the kingdom of God your life is waiting for just based on how you understand things? Your knowledge of something. It's not about having read the Bible. Is the Holy Spirit influencing your knowledge? Seeing miracles, signs and wonders, even hearing powerful preaching does not mean that your knowledge has been influenced by the Holy Spirit. Have you not seen people who can sit at the feet of great men of God and, and see power, feel power, enjoy power, only to end up as we smokers? What are you talking about? doesn't matter at all. There must be an introduction of yeast. The yeast of the Spirit of God. It's called the yeast of the anointing. Your knowledge must be influenced. We are not doing Bible knowledge. We are not following God. We are not working with God with religious knowledge. We are working with God with revelations. The steps we take or the steps we don't take are a result of the revelations of God. Our, our, our level of understanding, the things we do, the things we say no to, the things we allow, the things we say yes to, are all, are all indexed on our knowledge of God that has been influenced by the Holy Spirit. Peter's answer to Christ was not an answer he read from a book. It was not an answer he heard from a podcast. It's not an answer he heard from anything. It was an answer that was given to him by the Holy Spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, your personal knowledge of God and the level of revelation you have about the ministry depends entirely on what the Holy Spirit helps you to know. Without the influence of the Holy Spirit, you will know very little about God. Jesus reacted to Peter's declaration and said, Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. In other words, a human being or human effort or human intelligence or human sharpness or sharpness can never help you to understand things the way you understand. This one I want to talk about how the Holy Spirit influences your knowledge of God. And I'm saying that one of, your, one of your quests, one of the adventures of your life should be that as you walk with God, whatever you know of God should not just be raw, unliving knowledge. It should be influenced by the Holy Spirit. Without that influence, you are not different from a weed smoker who has also passed his Bible study exam. Bible knowledge exam. Number one. Under the sweet influences of the Holy Spirit, you are led to truths and realities when you read the Bible. Under the influence of the Holy Spirit, you are led to truths when you read the Bible. That is, the Holy Spirit leads you. He guides you. without that guidance, you are only going to read nice stories in the Bible. 
Stories that are nice. Stories you understand. But the Holy Spirit can hold your hand and guide you. Guide you. Guide you. Stand here. Stay here. Stay here for three. The Holy Spirit has made me stay on one chapter of the Bible for one month. One month. I couldn't move. 30 days. I always had something new to learn. He said, stop here. Don't move. Yes, move. Go here. He got, John 16, verse 13. John 16, verse 13. How be it he, the spirit of truth, is come. He will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself. But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. He said he will guide you into all truth. Without the Holy Spirit, without praying for the influence, you take the Bible, you don't pray and ask for the Holy Spirit to guide you. You are doing Bible knowledge. You are doing Bible studies. And people read the Bible for many things. People even read the Bible for, 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 for verses to use to rap girls. Abba. The fact that you are reading the Bible does not mean you are getting closer to God. People have used scriptures to destroy themselves. You need the guidance of the Holy Spirit. That's why today what the church has is just singers, Choristers, ashes, follow-up people, center leaders, all types of leaders who don't have a grip on the knowledge of God. They know nothing. They know nothing. As Ezekiel 33 prophesied, that they go, they sit down, but they don't care about what the pastor is saying. They don't care. Their hearts are filled with covetousness. The Bible talks about people who followed Absalom, who didn't know anything. The church today has never seen the level of ignorance. Never in the history of the church. Church members who don't know that this is left and this is right. Never. And it is now that we have the Bible in, in, in all forms. Paper Bible, Bible Bible, glass Bible, air Bible, iCloud Bible, all types of Bibles. Why? Because it's not just a matter of opening the Bible. The Holy Spirit must guide you. He must lead you. So you see that if you don't have even any, any interest in relating with the Holy Spirit, you are not going to enjoy much of the word of God. The word of God is not for people who don't respect the Holy Spirit. They are three in one. The Holy Ghost moves and then God speaks. 
That's how we, the world was created. He moved and God said, let there be. You can't know anything about God without the Holy Spirit. So from today, that's as if you are going to read your Bible. The next time you take your Bible, you pray and say, Lord, Holy Spirit, open down my eyes and let me behold wondrous things out of your law. He has to guide you. The Holy Spirit has to guide. You don't walk through the Bible because you know John 3.16. You read John 3.15 yesterday. The fact that you read John 3.15 yesterday does not mean that you must read John 3.16 today. The Holy Spirit has, has, has a plan for your life. And he guides us. Even in the same verse. He can guide you to a word, to a phrase. He is important. I'm saying that don't let your knowledge of God be unliving knowledge. You know God, but there's no living, there's no influence. That's a killer knowledge. Those are the people, even when they backslide, nobody can counsel them because they know more than that little girl who has come to sit in front of him. Number two, when you are under the sweet influence of the Holy Spirit, you are constantly reminded about the things Jesus said. You are reminded. But the comforter, the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, John 14, 26. John 14, 26. But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things. And bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said to you. The Holy Spirit is the one who brings things to your remembrance. And not just anything. Not it's right there. The last sentence there. Whatsoever I have said to you. Because you can, you can read the Bible and enjoy Hollywood stories. Amazing stories of Elijah calling down fire. But you don't know or you, you don't have any memory of the words of Jesus. It is the Holy Spirit. Who always will pull you back from Elijah to Jesus? He will pull you from Paul to Jesus. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, excitement will take you to places where you could have even known Jesus from there. But because you don't have the Holy Spirit, you can't. You can't. When Philip met the Enoch, he was reading the Old Testament. He was reading Isaiah. 
The Bible says from there he preached Christ. From there he preached Christ. If there's no Christ in your knowledge of the book of Esther, then you are lost. You have done Bible studies, Bible knowledge. Okay. If there's no Christ in your knowledge of Elijah, then there's no, you've just done religious knowledge. When the Holy Spirit is there, he always puts things into the right perspective. That's Christ. Otherwise, you will be a teller of stories. Yes, with no Christological value. That's why in the Bible, only one man's words are in red. Jesus Christ. That must tell you something. Not Paul's words. Not Paul's words. Not Peter's words. Jesus' words are in red. Because those are the words that are going to be the basis for your judgment. That's why the Holy Spirit, one of the things he does is that he always reminds us. Because there are very titillating stories in the Bible. You can, just, you, can, you can just enjoy stories after stories. You read and you know. You can quote. You can share. You can talk about that. This story and that story. But when we enter your life, there's no Christ in your life. And how does that happen? It happens when your knowledge of God has not been influenced by the Holy Spirit. Because when he influences your knowledge, he will remind you about Jesus Christ. The Bible, the Bible, you can use the Bible to be rich, to become rich. You can use the Bible to build houses. There are scriptures in the Bible that will lead you to the nicest wife. And pastors are using the Bible to preach all manner of things which are in the Bible. No problem at all. There are specialist pastors who are into money. They preach wealth. Dollars. God called them. I once heard a pastor. He preached a message about vitamins. Vitamins. A to, A to K. And the type of vegetables and things that give different vitamins. I, Edwin, I watched him on television. There are things in the Bible. There are things in the Bible. You can use the Bible to fly off the handle. That's why you need the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, your knowledge of the Bible will be knowledge that leads to carnality. It's the Holy Spirit who will contextualize that scripture in Songs of Solomon that makes you value breasts. It is Jesus. Who will help you to understand that that thing you are looking at is not, it's not, it's, 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 it's not fuel for your lusts. So when you read the Bible and you don't have the Holy Spirit with you, you have, you have left out the one who will remind you of the most important thing. The most important thing. 
You know, in my life, I've written a lot of exams. A lot of exams. And I can tell you that what a student produces on his exam paper are not all the same value. If a question has 10 marks, you can write something very powerful, but you have half a mark. You can write just one sentence and that carries five out of ten. You need someone to remind you that this thing you are doing is 0.3. A lot of us are doing 0.1. Useless. 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 But the Holy Spirit, when he comes, he will say to you that, where is Jesus in this? No, Jesus. This is one over ten. You have failed. He reminds you. I will take it again. But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. What all things? Whatsoever I have said already to you. If that was not important, if people didn't have a tendency to forget, there will be no need for the Holy Spirit. It means that we have a tendency to forget about Jesus and concentrate and on Esther's skin and how she used oil on her skin for six months. A woman can read the Bible and only get how to, how to nourish her skin for six months. But when the Holy Ghost is there, he will teach you that that nourishing of your skin has a Christological value. If you are a man, you can read the book of Samson and only use verses to build your muscles and be a macho man. But when the Holy Spirit comes, he'll remind you that it's not just muscles, but there's a type of strength only God gives, and it comes from Jesus Christ. Only the Holy Spirit brings us to Jesus. If you lose that Holy Spirit, you are left with stories. And you become a con man. A con man. Like that con man I watched the other day who was saying that, when you are witnessing to somebody, you don't need to talk about the blood of Jesus. That's a con man right there. I don't care what title he has. I don't, I, I don't care who he is. That's a con man right there. That when you are bringing someone to Christ, you don't need to frighten him with Jesus. May God help me and have mercy on me. That I also not one day stand somewhere and spew rubbish. When you have lost the Holy Spirit, that's what happens to you. You talk rubbish. You say things that make sense. They, of course, if there's an unbeliever somewhere, I would rather talk about the money in the kingdom, the riches in the kingdom, the joy in the kingdom. Why should I? In my mind, I mean, my, a, a normal man will not talk about, 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 about blood and the cross and nails and crucifixion. Why are you frightened? It's true. You are frightened in the past. It's true. 
If that person even kneels down to receive Christ, it's because you use the sorrow of hell to frighten him. But ladies and gentlemen, we don't minister with our logic. We minister with the logic of the word of God based on the Holy Spirit's input into our lives. And when you lose it, then you become a logical preacher. That's when you are invited to banks. You are invited to, 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 to senates and parliaments. Because you speak sensibly. What you say makes sense. But that I, I remember that the, when Christ taught, it didn't make sense. Nobody even understood him. He had to take his disciples to an inner room and explain to them. We are not called to make sense. We are called to speak the mind of God. And it's the Holy Spirit. That's why if your knowledge has no Holy Spirit, that's why you will say that when you go out to win souls, the, the soul is for God, but the body is for you. I've heard it all. Boys in my church, my church, that when they go and win souls and they, meet, they get ladies, the soul of the lady is for God, but her body. When your knowledge is not laced with the Holy Spirit, it's not influenced with the Holy Spirit, you become a devil. You become a devil. The same devil who met Jesus in the wilderness. And he quoted scriptures. He quoted scriptures. He said, turn this to bread. He said, fly, jump. He used verses. Knowing verses doesn't make you a Christian. Knowing, being able to preach verses doesn't make you a pastor. It is what the Holy Spirit is saying. My God and Jesus, it's ten of argument, he would always bring in the right perspective. Because he had more than just words. I pray God helps me not to make sense. I pray. I pray not to seek to make sense. In any case, I think that's the next one, I think. Yes, that's the next one. The Holy Spirit when you are under the influence of the Holy Spirit, you are taught many things directly by God. Yes. This is the point. First John 2, 27. I'm ending. First John 2, 27. Let's read it and something else and I will end. But the anointing, which is the Holy Spirit, which you have received of him, abideth in you. And you need not that any man teach you. But as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and it's truth, and it's no lie, and even as hath taught you, it has taught you, you shall abide in him. First John two twenty seven. The same anointing teaches, teaches. Look, I am a major campaigner. Of soaking of messages. In fact, that is what has made me the little pastor I am now. Listening to messages, reading books, watching videos. But I want you to listen to me very, very carefully. <laughs> You can't live your life 
on revelations by other pastors. There is a place. You see, you see, when I, I, Francis, me, Francis, when I stand and I'm preaching, and Pastor Michael is also standing to preach the same message, we are supposed to have different effects. Because God uses us differently. So if you want to hold this book and I'm preaching, I myself need to have a certain understanding that comes from the pages directly from the Holy Spirit. Ah, but a lot of the books that have been written by Bishop are just points. Just, a lot of them are just points. Verse and a point, a point. Is the earlier books like Mega Church and uh, Shepherd that have a lot of narrative, a lot of t- preaching? No, the books just points. <laughs> what will you do? You need to have the ability to be taught directly. Yes, beautiful revelation. Wow, what a message. The podcast was great. What a word and what a beautiful message. Fine, but what did the Holy Ghost say to you yourself? That's how we are even taught to have quiet time. What is the Spirit saying to you yourself? How can your life, all your body of knowledge is pastor's revelations? And you yourself have not had time to sit down for the Holy Spirit to, to give you a message he wants to give you. Wow! The Bible says the anointing teaches you. You, you, you yourself. You must be taught. Whatever message you soak, whatever book you read, there is a message within a message. Haba. That's why two pastors will hold the same book by bishop. Two pastors will hold a book um, backsliding, those who honor you. And she said, the message you wonder if it's from the same book. Because that moment when you are standing there, the Holy Spirit has a message for the people. And he will say something that is deep that you may not even find in the book. I remember the day Bishop taught 25 reasons why you must have a mega church. I couldn't believe he was using the book. Totally different from a perspective that was amazing because there is always something deeper God can say to you. You can't just say you read the book or you listen to a message. So when you open your mouth, it's just somebody's revelation he was teaching and you're also talking like that. You don't do that. The sons of Sceva did that and they were beaten. They were beaten. It's enough. You can't always say, in the name of Jesus, whom Bishop Ogo preaches. In the name of Jesus, whom Pastor Michael preaches. What are you also preaching? Where is your revelation? Which new knowledge are you bringing on the table? 
and there is always something new. Jesus knew that there was always something new. That's why when they said, they say you are Elijah, you are Moses, you are one. He said, you also say something better than what people are saying. There's a time, my sister, when you are preaching, you must say something better than what you heard on the tape. There's a time when you are preaching, you must say something better than what you read in the book because there is always a revelation. And if you are not in tune with the Holy Spirit, you will never hear what God is saying to you. Number four. When you are under the influence of the Holy Spirit, you have a knowing about many things. You have a knowing. First John. 220. But you have an unction from the Holy One. And you know all things. Anybody who is spiritual has a knowing. So once again, when we say a knowing, eh, if you ask a person which book, which message, I don't know which book, but I just know. I just have a feeling that this thing is not correct. I just have a feeling that, this, that there is something more to this. Look, you can't live your life on earth just based on what you see. The chairs are blue. The trees are green. <laughs> Nobody says everything. <laughs> Even Jesus. That is why the Bible is in red. The Gospels are in red. The red are the things he said. And the black are the things he did. Acts 1.1 This treatise, O Theophilus, I write, concerning the things that Jesus Christ began both to do. To do. And to teach. You don't follow somebody based on just on, only what, on what the person is saying. People, nobody says everything. There is something which we, is called for public consumption. You need the Holy Spirit to give you a dimension that is amazing. And we say, keep quiet. Just keep watching. You see that what I've told you is true. It's annoying. And those who operate at that level, they don't talk by heart. They are quiet. But they know that these things going on, there's something behind it. But you will never hear it. You will never hear it. Oh, where, wherever you are seated, just, just keep sitting there and lift your two hands and ask the Holy Spirit to fill you more and more. Fill me, Holy Spirit. Fill me. I need you. I need you. I need you. I need you. Kaliamo Sandelia Baba. Shanimo Sama Nelema. I need you. 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 I need you, Lord. Holy Spirit, I need you. Yea, Masata La Baba. La Baba, feel me. I can't just walk about. Taking decisions based on what I see, how I feel, what is nice, what is lovely, what is smooth. Hey! 
Holy Ghost. Your dimension. Your dimension is needed. My God and my Lord. Mazatala Baba. Shepokanda. In the name of Jesus. Yes. May you have a knowing. Yeah. May you know. May you have a certain knowing beyond what is presented to you in a message. That's why Christ said, Peter, who told you this? This can't be flesh. What you have just said, nobody knows it. May you know one of these days something nobody knows. I said, may you know one of these days something nobody knows. May you read a verse and learn something you have never read in a book anywhere. We are tired of the name of Jesus whom somebody preaches. What are you yourself preaching? When you are under the Holy Spirit's influence, you accept anointed messengers, apostles, prophets, and teachers whom God sends to you. Yes. When the Holy Spirit is, 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 is influencing your knowledge, he, he, will, he will influence you to accept the people God sends to you. Because you can live your life rejecting the messengers of God. Luke 19, Matthew 23. You reject the messengers. So, oh, how? He said, thou that, that killest the prophets and stonest them that are sent to you. How I long to gather you as a hen gathereth her chicks. But you would not. There is a type of Christian who kills messengers. Who stones the prophets? Who, 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 who kills the people God sends to him? And it is because you lack the spirit. When the Holy Ghost is in your heart, he will let you accept the people he sends. Ephesians 4.11 He gives some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers for the perfecting of the saints. Without them, you are not perfect. And some are still able to pick stones and stone them because they are without the Holy Spirit. Your rejection of God's messenger to you is a sign of your spirituality or unspirituality. It's not about whether he preaches well or whether he's harsh or he's hard or he's that or he walks on his head. Has God to even know that this man has been sent to me by God? It takes more than just looking at what he has, what he is wearing on that Sunday. And finally, when you are under the sweet influence of the anointing, you are in constant communion with the Holy Spirit as He teaches and influences you to know God. Second Corinthians thirteen verse fourteen. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you. Yes. When you are under the influence of the Holy Spirit, you are in constant communion with the Holy Spirit. And that constant communion teaches you and influences you to know God. I pray from today that you are going to live under that influence of the Holy Spirit constantly. Yes, I, I know you are a graduate. 
I know you just finished your master's. I know you have a PhD. But there is more knowledge for this life than a postdoctoral knowledge. There is more knowledge than the knowledge from a master's degree. The Holy Ghost must commune with you. Constant communion. Talking to you. Warning you. So you have knowledge. But that knowledge is influenced by the Holy Spirit. That is God, the will of God for you. And may the sweet influence of the Holy Spirit and may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the communion, these two things of the Holy Spirit be with you. May you never be without the influence of the living of the Holy Spirit. Today I talked about how the Holy Ghost influences your knowledge. Your knowledge. He guides you through the word of God. He teaches you. He, he talks to you directly. He influences even how you relate with the messengers he sends to you. That is a very important part of your life. And may he help you to walk worthy of him. Rise your feet as we close today. Lift up your two hands. Lift up your two hands and just talk to God about your life. 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 Ask Him to grant you that grace. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Lift your hand and ask the Holy Spirit to come, to come, to come. To come and fill your heart. Come and fill your mind. Come and influence your knowledge of God. Come and influence your walk with Him. Come and influence you. Holy Spirit. Reta Santa Mahandan de Lebo Sota. Thank you, Father. We bless your name. There's somebody in this service who wants to meet the Holy Spirit, who wants to meet Jesus Christ, who wants to be born again. I want us all to just lift up our two hands and join as we say the sinner's prayer. Say with me, Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for your mercy you've shown me. Today, I surrender my life. I bow my knees. I come to the cross. I declare that I am born again. I declare that you are my master and my Lord. I declare that my sins are washed away. Oh God, thank you for this great salvation. Thank you for my life. I'll walk with you now and forevermore. Amen. 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 Clap your hands wherever you are. Clap your hands wherever you are. What a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing.